Welcome to The Thriving Life, where we help women navigate the world while wearing multiple hats. On this podcast, you'll be equipped with mindset, strategy, and skills that will help you lead your life, thrive, and have it all without sacrifice and burnout. I'm your hostess, Uma Oguta, and I'm here to make having it all less intimidating. So grab a seat, kick your shoes off, and let's talk. Well, hello, Thriving Family. Welcome to another podcast episode. How are you? If you're new here, I'm very excited that you joined us today. And for my OG listeners, you know I only got love for you. So today's episode is going to be a long one. I'm very excited about it, actually. And I think that it's something that I've been wanting to talk about for such a long time. And it's about time. So today you're going to learn about one of the most important skills for thriving in motherhood. That is the skill of leadership. Now, if that makes you roll your eyes, then you definitely want to listen till the end. This podcast is going to be powerful for you. It's going to be life-changing. You're going to learn why leadership is essential as a working mom or just as a person in general and how you can cultivate that skill of leadership so that you get to create a burnout-proof lifestyle where you go after your dreams and you get to thrive and get everything that you want without sacrificing your health, your career, or your relationships. Now, one of the things that surprises me, I guess I really shouldn't be surprised by now, is how people admire my accomplishments. And then they say things like, and you have three kids. It's almost like it doesn't make sense, right? It's almost like people have these perceptions about moms and the kinds of things that mothers are able to do or what moms should look like based on the number of kids you have. So the more kids you have, the more raggedy you should be looking. Or I don't know, like it just sometimes like I'm like a little taken aback by it. But I don't think people say these things from a terrible place. It's just surprising because that's not the norm. One thing I do very well is when people say the same thing to me over and over again, I double click into it because I want to learn about myself. If I need to change, then I figure out how to do that. But also, if there's something that other people are seeing, I want to start paying attention to know why is it this way? Why does it look like I'm the exception? Because to me, I'm not an exception. I know many moms who are like this. So I started thinking about this and I thought, you know what? If I can help another mom with it, I'm going to do it, right? And it has been a three-year journey that helped me realize a skill that I used to think came naturally to me. But I've had to cultivate it even at a deeper level ever since I had kids and I chose to keep pursuing my career and other things outside of motherhood while raising my children. And I would say that this has shaped my coaching practice as well, where I'm now focusing on helping moms heal from burnout and create a burnout proof lifestyle because not everyone wants to stay home. Some people still want to pursue their careers. Some people still want to pursue things outside of motherhood, not just careers or money. They still want to volunteer their time. They still want to do other things that bring them joy and make them feel good. But sometimes we feel like we have to sacrifice our children or we're going to miss out or it's going to impact our family. So we choose not to do those things. And that's where I think leadership comes in. So leadership is just your ability to influence, to guide, and strategically plan and organize people and systems to support you in achieving a vision, in achieving goals. To me, it's as simple as that. Everything else is fluff. 
And I think the biggest mistake that most women make, especially working moms, is to think that leadership is something that's reserved for the boardroom and for white men in suits, right? And when you think about it this way, it makes leadership something that's undesirable, it makes it unattainable, and it makes it boring and not fun. Like who wants to do that, right? I didn't used to think of myself as a leader for that reason. (laughs) I knew I was good at leading, but I didn't want to be a leader. I did not want to call myself a leader because I had thoughts about what it means to be a leader. You have to be loud. I'm not a loud person. Like I do have moments when I'm in the zone and I can get loud, but naturally I'm very quiet. I just like to sit by myself. I'm an introvert. You think that person needs to be strong and powerful and have this domineering, you know, look and attitude. They have to be tall. I'm not a tall person. I'm a petite person. But these are the things that we think when we look at the media, when we look at the news. There are all these stereotypes of what leadership needs to look like. Even look at the leadership magazines, right? You see people in suits. And if you're not someone who gravitates towards suits, then you're going to be turned off and you don't want to be a part of that. So for me, these were the things that I was like, well, I'm not any of those things. But as I've grown and I've continued to pursue what I really want and just living my own authentic life, I realized I didn't need to be tall or strong or domineering or have an authoritarian voice and command things. I don't need to be like this. I can just be myself. And then as I embrace that identity and mindset of leading and leading in my own way, that's when things really began to shift for me. And I really hope that this podcast episode is going to open you up to just allowing yourself the possibility of doing that too. Leadership is not reserved for the boardroom or white men in suits only. It's an essential skill that every mom needs. When you learn how to lead, you grow your self-awareness, you feel more confident, you trust yourself to make decisions, you stop waiting for validation from other people, you stop waiting for permission, and best of all, you thrive. You know how to burn out proof your life, and you still create the life that you want, a life you wake up excited about without sacrificing your health, without sacrificing your relationships and your well-being. Now, I'm going to say that some people are conditioned from a young age as leaders, right? So based on your family of origin, your life experiences, you may already be exposed to this. There are other people who haven't had this experience, but this doesn't mean that leadership is available to a select few. It's available to everyone. The reason why many of us shy away from leadership, especially moms, is we don't believe that leadership is for us. We don't think that we have what it takes to be a leader. So then when your brain offers you that, my question is, what does it take to be a leader? If a leader has the ability to influence, to guide and strategically plan people towards achieving a vision, towards achieving a goal, do you have the ability to do that? Because I bet you do as a mom. Every day you're waking up, you're negotiating with your toddler, you're helping them, you're talking to your teenager, maybe your young adult, you're planning you're influencing, you're guiding, you do have the skills. You're just caught up in between wanting to be yourself and this normative form of leadership that we've all been exposed to. But I want to challenge you that you don't need to change yourself. You don't need to fix into a particular box to be a leader. All you need to do 
is own it and then cultivate the skills of leading in your own way. And how do you do that? You start by building your self-awareness. What are your strengths? What are your areas that need improvement? We can also call those weaknesses. You also want to bring awareness to the idea of leading so that you know where you are. Some of you might need to work on your identity before you even get to cultivating the skills. And some of you, you already know that you have what it takes. You just need a few tweaks to cultivate those skills. So we're going to cover both in this podcast. First, you want to have the self-image of a leader. Your self-image is your personal view of yourself. It's how you think. It's how you see yourself. And how you think about yourself affects how you feel about yourself. This is what drives you to take action or not. So if you think that you're a leader, you will feel like one. And when you feel like a leader, guess what? You're going to do the things that a leader does. So I'd like to invite you to notice what comes up when I say, I am a leader. I am a leader. Does that feel uncomfortable for you? What if you say to yourself, I am a leader. You are a leader. You're capable of leading. You are a leader. Notice any rejection that comes up. Check in with yourself. Why is that? Because if there's any resistance, then that's where your work needs to start. Why do you feel resistant to the idea of being a leader? And if you don't feel resistant or hesitant or negatively towards those words, then you, my friend, just need to cultivate the skills. Now, leadership skills require leadership mindset. And that starts with the foundation of who you are and what you want to create in this world. Do you have a vision for your life? Where does motherhood fit into that? What about your values? Your vision, your values, those are the things that are going to guide you. They're like a compass. They define where you want to go and how you'll know you're getting there. For example, I have a client who recently started searching for jobs. We were just talking about this. And for her, she wants the freedom to be able to work remotely and pursue other things that she loves. She doesn't want to work in an office. But then she started looking at jobs, right? And the title, title here in quote, was freelance jobs. So then her brain was very hesitant to this idea because in her mind, a real job requires being in an office and being around other people. And there's nothing wrong with this, but it was helpful for her to build self-awareness around that. And also part of that resistance was it means if you're a freelancer, if you're not going to an office, then you don't have community, then you don't have relationships. And she is someone who values community and relationships. So now her value of community and relationships is what's going to guide her. But her vision still stays the same. She wants to work remotely. She doesn't want to be tied to an office. Now that we recognize, okay, community and relationships is a value. How do we get to create that outside of an office environment? And when she started to explore that, her body, her mind was more open to entertaining the idea of her searching for jobs under that freelance title. And she actually got three just from doing that. So define your vision. Have a vision of what you want if you haven't done that already. And then be really clear on the things that you value. 
Because there will come a time when you need to make decisions and those values are the things that are going to guide you. Those values are the things that are going to tell you whether you're going in the right direction or you're not. It's very important. Don't make a fuss. Just like pick a few things and move on. For me, one of the things I value a lot is family time. So I will not take a job or I will not do things that impact that especially on Friday evenings. I tend not to work. I can't remember the last time I worked on a Friday evening. I tend not to put any engagements because that is important to me. Does that mean I miss out? Absolutely. There are things I miss out on because I choose not to sacrifice my Friday or Saturday evening. But I don't get to fuss about it because this is a value of mine and I'm okay with it. So define your vision, define your values. Next, you're going to think about what are your thoughts about leadership? Do you think you have to speak loud and command other people? Or are you okay with being soft and gentle? Do you think you have to look apart? If so, what does looking apart mean? You want to really question these thoughts. I was coaching a client two months ago and I remember she wanted more than anything to feel confident as a leader. Now, she already believes that she is a leader, but she was struggling in the skill department. And we coached on the confidence. But I know from my experience coaching so many of you that confidence is very overrated. I actually have a podcast coming about that. So you better stay tuned. It'll be spicy. (laughs) And if you've been waiting to feel confident, it'll be the episode that's going to set you free. Because we don't have time for that. Okay? But I'm not going to go off on that rant because we could take all day. My client (laughs) actually realized while we were coaching that she could feel confident if she was not so focused on the admiration that she had for her boss, right? So she admired him a lot as a leader and wanted to be like him. She had thoughts about him and she thought, well, if I just do things the way he does, if I say things the way he says then I could be a lot like him, then I'd be a good leader, and then, you know, my staff will take me seriously, and I'd feel confident. I'm sure we can all relate to this, especially as women. This is how we're conditioned to think, that other people know how to do it better than we can, other people have the ideas, and we just need to be more like them. We've been doing that for years, it hasn't served us well. So for my clients, the way this turned out for her is that she started feeling really uptight at work. She was always stressed and frazzled, even though she was good at what she was doing. It just wasn't enough. So what she really wanted was a script for leading, a script based on her value, based on her vision for the life that she wants. And we start focusing on that. What are her values? What are the things that define her? She's very funny. She's caring. She cares deeply about people. She's sassy, sometimes a little goofy. And she's really good at what she does. And we decided to play with that. Like, what would it look like if she just let herself lead in the way that she was feeling called to? It wasn't comfortable for her. It was quite scary, but she gave it a shot. And within three weeks, things turned around. She was more relaxed. She felt free. She was making headway, even having challenging conversations with her employees at work. She even got feedback that she was less tense. (laughs) Right? We didn't spend hours trying to fix her and trying to make her sound more commandeering and domineering and authoritative. No, that's not her style. 
We just worked with what she had available, trusting that her vision, trusting that her values and the person that she is and her identity was enough. And this is why building this foundation is one of the first things we do when we start coaching one-on-one. We define your self-image. We think about your vision for your life, for your home, your values, because those are the things that are going to guide you to do the work you want to do in this world instead of trying to follow a set of rules and templates and steps. Now we've talked about building awareness, we've talked about having a leadership mindset, and now my best part is creating a support system. Your support system are people and things that are available to you. You cannot achieve anything in this world by yourself. Absolutely nothing. You need people, you need systems, you need processes. And as a mom, people will always demand your attention. This is not a problem. Your work is not to ask people to stop demanding your attention. Your work is to create a structure, to create an environment that will support you and your family towards the vision that you want and also empower them to run without needing you at the center all the time. Now I know some of you don't like to think that your children can do without you. You don't like to think that your husband or your partner can succeed without you if you're not home to show them how to cook, to show them how to put the shoes on. But they can if you let them. And I encourage you to entertain the idea of just doing that for a moment. Yes, you're going to be filled with the fear that they might fail. And so what? If they fail, it's an opportunity to learn. You get to learn together. You get to teach them. And they get to develop the skills to do that thing. But just think about it. If they didn't have to depend on you, how much time and energy would you get back? What would you be free to do with all that time and energy? Would you be able to sleep a little bit longer? Would you be able to take naps? Maybe go for a walk? Apart from your children, what are your relationships like? Currently, do you have boundaries? And if you're a people pleaser and saying, no, I can't have boundaries, I'm telling you that's not true. You can be a people pleaser and have boundaries. Are you willing and asking for help? Are you willing and receiving help? What are your thoughts about having difficult conversations? Do you prioritize your self-care and time alone to get to know yourself, to get to be with yourself? These are all important things. When you think about creating a support system that'll help you thrive and create a burnout-proof lifestyle. They're important. They're doable too. And I want to say here that part of your responsibility as a leader in your life, in your home, in your career, is to do your own work first. So you can create your self-awareness, you can have the leadership mindset, you can create that support system. And you get to do your own work first. Because doing your own work helps you zero in on who you are and your worth and your values. And this way you're not depending on those titles, right? Being a mom, being a manager, being a wife. You're not depending on all those titles to define you because you've already defined you for yourself. This is necessary work. It's the reason why companies will spend hundreds and thousands of dollars to train their leadership team because they know that a leader can make or break a company. You don't need to be in a boardroom to lead. You're capable of doing so just as you are because your life is important. 
Your purpose is important. All you need to do is get to create that leadership identity, cultivate those leadership skills, and run with that in your own lane. Not defined by other people, not defined by what the society is telling you, but defined by you. And this is the work I do. I'd love to invite you, if this is something that you're thinking about, if this is something that you're wanting to get started, let's partner together in one-on-one coaching. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be challenging and it's going to feel so good. Because guess what? When you're leading, then you get to create a life that you wake up excited about. And the longer you delay learning how to lead, the longer you delay thriving, the longer you delay creating a life you wake up without burnout, a life you wake up without stress and overwhelm being the basis of your day, a life you wake up where you have it all and you get to look back at the legacy that you're creating with your children, at the impact that you're having, not just at work, but just in your relationships. It's important work. It is necessary work. So no more delaying. All right, my friends, I will talk to you next week. And until then, keep thriving.